Hello, I'm Aaron Scott, otherwise known as Audio Chick. And let's see who we are speaking with today. Hi, I'm Charlotte Taylor. Charlotte, today, yes, my podcast, all our listeners know that we have a warm-up question, so everybody's laughing and having fun, and also y'all don't always, because everyone, most of these artists, have kind of a monologue that they've already known, because They've been asked so many questions, so we have a fun question to ask before we get started. Mine for you is, I've seen you on Facebook with Wordle a lot. (laughs) What are you doing with Wordle? (laughs) I'm playing Wordle. It's a fun game. Uh, Some people don't understand it, but um, I like to play the Wordle. It's it's, uh, good for your brain (laughs) to, uh, you know, try to solve a puzzle. Have you played it? I have not. People keep telling me. Okay. To do well, it. well, you get five tries to guess a word. You don't have any clues, but it only has five. It only has five letters. So, in five tries, you get to guess the word, and it gives you, you know, you see what letters you've used, and you try to figure it out. Yeah. I did and that research on Wikipedia, so it did say five letters. I did laugh. Guess well, what? Well, you get six tries. I'm sorry, six tries. Yeah. Blues <laughs> has six letters. So we're in a little trouble with that. <laughs> no, it's five. Favorite words? E-L-U-E-S. That's five. Oh, okay. Oops. <laughs> I didn't count right. Good starting word. that brain injury. <laughs> <laughs> I did do the research, too. We would have to do two days if we did cross. And roads. Yes. That's right. That's right. That would not go. That's right. So we could have I know. I have uh, friends that do it and family, and we just sort of share it. Sometimes people, you know, will comment. But people who don't do Wordle, like my sister, will say, oh, not the Wordle, because they don't really understand what it is. I've heard it's kind of like crack. You can't get addicted to it. And all my friends have done it. And yes, it exploded. Yeah, it was a big deal. I think it's fun. You know, I I never really got into what was the one where that you had to find the the character with your phone GPS or something. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, I never did My that. Stylist told me to find. She had a flight attendant friend said do the app. It's just I think it's just called Numbers, and all you do is find up to. You connect two things to add to ten, and I now know how gamers get addicted to gaming. I got to be real careful on that. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, Wordle's like, just once a day, and it's quick. And you, you know, once you solve it, you're you're done with it for the day. So. so yeah, I better get on that instead of numbers. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Correct me if I'm wrong. You live in Arkansas, but I met you in Clarksdale. That's right. That's right. Okay. And you play in Clarksdale a lot. You play in a festival, and we've got a festival coming up of women in the blues 
Festival. I have a question. Personally, I was telling a friend, and he feels the same way. We don't really know how we feel what home is right now. Can you define what home is or what home is for you? That's interesting. Well, uh, home is where my family is, I guess. (laughs) Home is when I'm with my family. So I was born and raised in Arkansas and uh, live over there still. But I travel over to Clarksville. It's only about two hours. So the blues, you know, it's the crossroads. It's the home of the blues. And uh, the first time I went to Clarksville, I had a real emotional attachment to it. I, you know, had to go back. I felt like I needed to go back. And when I stayed there, I stayed there about a week. I think I stayed at the Uptown Inn. And uh, I was so sad to leave. I felt an emotional attachment. And I, I don't know what it is exactly but I think it has something to do with the blues and uh, the history there. You know, I feel the same way about Memphis a little bit too. And uh, I'm sure I'm right now. I'm in Memphis, staying with some family over here, my nieces and uh, my uh, sister-in-law. And so I've I've been doing some gigs over here too in Memphis. When I started out with my blues band uh, years ago, it was called Project Blue. We had a record deal with High Records, which was the Memphis, you know, famous Memphis label. It's a long story, but anyway, that's uh, how I started coming to the Delta. You know. Yeah, Clarksdale seems to have something that pulls you in because I feel the same way. I come back and forth, and I'm not, you know, I haven't stayed a long time, but I know people, and I know enough people even someone who was trying to get me into an Airbnb, he said some things, and I was like, I know more than you. <laughs> and he was he owned property and had just moved. <laughs> it was kind of funny. But, yeah, and so I can be a local, but I'm not a local, too. So, yeah, there is something. Clark still has some sort of, yeah, magic to it. So I agree with you on that. And even I saw, yes, on Facebook, you were doing some good promotions. Uh, of other people, so you seem to promote whomever you're with and whomever wherever you're at. That's right. Well, I have a lot of friends. You know, I've been singing the blues. So I've been doing it. It's like almost thirty years now. So sure, I like to promote uh, other people, but I also have other musicians. And you know, it's kind of complicated because people will say, you know, do you still have a band? And I go, well, I actually do. I have a band in Little Rock that I use for mostly those shows and. Sometimes we we always play the King Biscuit together. This band, my band in Little Rock, and uh, those guys are two of the guys in my band. The, my lead guitarist Matt Stone and my bass player Bruce Johnson also teach guitar, teach bass, teach uh, even Matt teaches some piano, and he also plays for uh, the Rep Theater and the Symphony and Ar- the, Ar- the Little Rock the Arkansas Symphony, and so does Bruce, the bass player. So they're busy. They're super busy. They're great musicians. They can play anything. But they'll come up and they play play the blues too. That They have a good uh, feel for the blues. So, And then I have John Roach on the drums. He's been with me for 22 years, I think. And uh, so that's our core band that 
that's my band, Charlotte Taylor and Gypsy Rain. So I've been uh, having them for a long time. And then when I come to Memphis, I have some friends over here that also I play with, like I did at the Delta Blues Winery this weekend. Leroy Clay puts all that together, and he's a drummer that was uh, that had played with me before years ago. And so, yeah, it's like uh, I mix it up, but I'm I'm excited. I've got some gigs over here in Memphis coming up, and then I get to go play with all the ladies in uh, Women in Blues in Clarksdale, and that's gonna be super fun. Yeah, that's what I was gonna ask you. Yeah, I'm doing a little research and reconnaissance. Uh, with YouTube, we saw, or I saw, we, pronouns, whatever, we saw, <laughs> uh, you have some solo videos out, and also with Gypsy Rain, what kind of energy or, yeah, what's happening on that? Can you tell us a little bit, or listeners, about, you know, the difference or how you feel about things on things like that? Oh, like solo versus band? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, you know, I got a guitar years ago, I mean, when I was really young, and I never really, you know, I played enough to write a few songs here and there, and uh, I was a little intimidated by all the great guitarists that I worked with, because and, uh, people say, well, you learn from them. No, not really. I just was scared. I mean, I, you know, it was sort of like they can play so well, and I didn't feel up to par, you know, on guitar. But eventually, I wanted to be able to play solo, you know, and so I just stuck it out as far as, and I'm still, I'm a rhythm player, you know, I play to accompany myself, I'm not going to pick lead or, you know, get fancy with it, and I'm still, I'm still developing, but for the last, like, eight or ten years, I've been doing some solo shows, too, and it's fun, too, and it, it takes you in a different direction, and I play some of the songs I wrote, and, you know, some of the country stuff, and some of the Americana, more style, or singer-songwriter, plus blues. So I'm able to do that, and it's a little variety of music that seems to go over well for um, certain venues. And, yeah, I've played some festival solo, too. But uh, the other day I got to open for a country uh, band. Uh, I played at Sticky Fingers and Little Rock opening for uh, this guy, Carson Jeffrey, and that was fun. I like I I kind of dig being the opening act because it's uh, sort of you know warming up the crowd and you, you're not the main show but it's still fun you know and you get to uh, relax when the main show's happening and you're done for the night you know you just get to open the show I kind of like that and the band is great too playing with the band is always fun I love it but it's just a different energy you know you get a lot of it's it's uh it's more intense. And more rock, you know, more rocking out kind of stuff, and you know, uh, which is fun. But uh, I like both. I played solo at Ground Zero before too, few times, and that was fun. But I think there's a, there's definitely a difference in, you know, intensity. I would think usually. <laughs> okay, does that answer your question, ma'am? Yeah, okay. and also yeah, and also mm-hmm. I've asked other musicians this and it depends and I've heard also in interviews of big rock and roll people and things they said they've been nervous uh, performing at small venues versus mm-hmm. huge crowds mm-hmm. 
what kind of venue is your thing? Mm-hmm. Well, do you have a thing? <laughs> do I have a thing? Maybe. Yeah. I, mean, I like it all, you know, because I, I've been doing it so long. I've played it just about every situation you can think of, you know, like the flatbed trailers, you know, we've done, I mean, I've done it, the uh, hole-in-the-wall bars, the country, old-time country bars, VFWs, American Legions, I mean, country clubs, private events, all, all that's cool. But one of the things, and I like it all, but but it is the, the smaller the crowd. Usually, the more you have fear. Like the bigger the crowd, it's less personal contact or something. You know, like with the audience. But I do like the energy of the audience. I want the audience to participate with me. I don't like to usually. I mean, I'll do. I mean, I've done a, a bunch of them, but I don't like the background. <laughs> I want people to really be tuned in with what I'm doing and give me energy. But that I'm doing something, and, you know, like with the bands, you always say that uh, if we get them dancing, then we did our job. You know, I feel like that I did something that people were having a good time, you know. But recently, I've been playing uh, the Farmer's Market in Memphis, and I love that, too. And so that's sort of my venue because I like the families coming out, the you know, the atmosphere, the dogs, like it's a dog and kid show, you know, it's like the babies and the dog, but it's Saturday morning, everybody's in a good mood, they're ready to get their veggies, you know, it's fun, it's a different atmosphere, but I don't know, uh, Ground Zero is always amazing, just the whole crossroads, you know, of the blues and the feeling down there, like we said in Clarksdale, it's just something you can't explain, Bill Street, you know, I've played in a lot of places on Bill over the years and different things. I did, you know, I've been in the IBC International Blues Challenge several times. I won't say how many. I think six. <laughs> Maybe seven. Yeah, but, do you um, find international that you have a different energy or anything happening out there? Yeah. Well, I've never been international. I mean, oh, okay. I, haven't, you haven't. I haven't been. Mm-hmm. I haven't been overseas. I'm so I'm a late bloomer on all that. I don't think I'm the best. I don't know, Erin. It's like this life is a journey, and everybody's got a different path to go. That's true. So, yeah. So I, I I don't really know. You know, I I don't I try not to judge myself. I mean, I I kind of, you know, sometimes our interest goes in different directions, and maybe we miss the boat, so to speak, on certain things. Yeah. You know? But over the years, but I don't know why it's brought me this way. But I still feel like it's still fun, you know, and it's still something I'm compelled that I have to do. And but each time, if I'm living in the moment, which I should be, and it's taken me this long, you know, to <laughs> to get where I'm living in the moment, um, that's where the reward is from people, like the the entertainment you know like from the music that you you get that person that really felt something because you sang a song like I had a lady crying at the farmer's market you know (laughs) and she said that really touched me and I said well you know I'm sorry but I'm not sorry (laughs) you know (laughs) I'm sorry that you cry you know it made you sad but I'm I'm glad that it, it made you feel something you know 
And I've had kids, man. I mean, there was a little girl also. This was at the farmer's market years a few years ago that was, uh, just made my day. She was going, I thought I heard you on the radio. I don't think I was on the radio, but she told me she did. <laughs> it was sweet. You know, just, just things like that keep you, that's what you live for. And, and the other musicians too, to be able to vibe with them and, and, uh, get inspired by other people. That's fun too. Yeah. That's about yeah. the passion. And I was yeah. going to ask you, as a songwriter, mm-hmm. is it all about personal? And especially as a l- lady blues musician mm-hmm. and artist, mm-hmm. do you think it's important that we have songs about women or ladies? And do you feel like your voice needs to be heard? Is your voice heard in a different way when you write the songs that you're writing? I believe it is. I mean, I think that if it's personal to you, you can get that feeling, you know, that it meant something and they can feel it. And that's where I, when I started out, especially the first blues songs that I wrote were real, you know, like Somebody Hurt Me, but, uh, or it was based on, like I always say, well, that's, this is a true story. And I think for your, you know, for the audience too, it definitely puts them in, the story where they can feel it, you know, they can they can understand where you're coming from. So yeah, it's important. It's important that women get to be heard, of course, in every aspect and get to be represented as strong. I think blues women have always been kind of represented as strong, but women in general, you know, our rights are still in question all the time, you know, with what's going on with with reproductive rights right now in the U.S. and especially the South and uh, all the things that we're going through as women. And we still have struggles and goals, you know, to uh, be equal, to have equal rights. It's sad, you know, 2023, and we're still fighting. So it's definitely great to hear from a woman's point of view, especially in these times. I was going to get, because mom doesn't understand on the technical side, do you think, are you writing kind of more ABA or narrative? And is your ideas coming from writing on a guitar or elsewhere? Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's all of the above, you know. I think you were there when we met in Clarksdale, uh, mm-hmm. and the girl said that phrase, and I said, I'm going to write a song, and I did. And I'm still kind of working, working it out. I don't do necessarily like A, B, A, B, or whatever on the, like, a, a formula for songwriting, because sometimes it's just what it is, you know, like, if it, it's, you know, it needs a bridge, or if it needs this or that, you know, some songs do and some songs don't, or that's just how they they end up, it's just, uh, but a narrative, yeah, sometimes I'll have an idea, it's, 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 like I said, it varies for me, I'm not a one-time, one-kind-of-way writer, like I was doing, um, some music for a play. We were we were a friend of mine is a director and she was doing Steel Magnolias and she wanted she always liked to include music. So <clears throat> this was in in North Little Rock and uh, for the Argenta Community Theater we did it during the pandemic. It was crazy, but we did Steel Magnolias <laughs> and um, I wrote songs for the play 
you know, I wrote three or four songs for places that we would put them in the production. I had a narrative there of the story, and I just sort of loosely came up with a, a little, just some feelings that it worked. You know, it was a miracle that it worked. <laughs> I didn't have a question on that, but I'll talk about that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, but uh, Donna, I talked to Donna Harla last week, and mm-hmm. she talked about what she did during COVID and the break and close, you know, close down. What? And you just said you worked with uh, Still Magnolias. What else mm-hmm. did you do, or how else? You know, what affected you on this on all this? You know I what? Say crap, I but I did say crap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's just like everybody else. We were just waiting every day to figure out what's going to happen. You know, we were just talking about, my sister-in-law and I were just talking about how, you know, I was worried about food supply, you know, at the first of the pandemic. And I started buying extra because I was like, we don't know if something's going to happen. And it was just that feeling of we need to stay in. That's the best thing to do. That was before the vaccine. And we all, you know, everybody just took a step back and said, this is what we have to do now to protect ourselves and and each other. And it was just like, I stayed at home a lot and I started, I was like, well, I'm going to grow some vegetables. (laughs) So I I, uh, planted So you're creative in that way, huh? (laughs) Well, it just felt like something to do. I don't know. I don't know what, what was. It felt like it would be exciting to just, since there wasn't much going on, to just watch something grow, you know? <laughs> it's like, and to see, you know, like take care of it every day, like think about it and, you know, have something to commune with. But I did. I grew some uh, rosemary and basil and some tomatoes out front and some containers. You know? I did that. And then I, um, I wrote, you know, I, I don't think, I don't remember really writing too much. I think I wrote one little, Thing about uh, staying in mom's jammies all day because <laughs> we didn't have to we didn't have to go anywhere except Walmart and they didn't care if you wore your jammies Walmart. But I did I did do some some live stuff you know like from my room you know I did uh, I did some live videos and posted them on went Facebook Live a few times and did that and then I did a, I did one gig for. Um, the old State House Museum in Little Rock. They they had me go live from my house for their art night when they weren't really having people. It was a virtual. They they showed the the museum, you know, virtually and and had me live. That was fun because it felt like I'm getting to do something musically, even though I'm not really in front of people. Yeah, but trying to stay positive. It was hard and. Um, not go stir crazy and it was stressful and we lost people too you know there was a couple of family members and my not my immediate family but my in-laws that had you know that died so so it was stressful definitely still going on i guess in some areas so okay love and prayers for that yeah yeah, that's too bad. Yeah. yeah. I had a few friends and family, but nothing close. Yeah, and it was more pneumonia and other things related. But, yes, sure. it's hard Yeah, not being able to be with your family because the hospital wouldn't allow it. 
So, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's time to move on and time to, yes, yeah. let's all be together and let's all be in those venues and festivals and enjoy each other and, yeah, have hugs and love and prayers for everybody. <laughs> That's right. Well, yeah. And, you know, things will get better. We can always count on things will be better. Is there anything else you want to say? Well, I hope that everybody will come out and see us at the Women in Blues in Clarksville, and I hope to see you there. And uh, I can't wait. It's going to be a blast. There's going to be so many great acts. I can't wait to see. And, uh, yeah, keep on bluesing and supporting live music. That's what you need to do. You've got to do it. And I appreciate all the support, and I appreciate you interviewing me today. Oh, I thank you. It was great talking to you today. All right. Well, hopefully we end on a happy note, not a sad note. Oh, yeah, definitely. (laughs) Even though it's the blues, the blues will make us feel better. (laughs) Oh, it always does. That's right. (laughs) That's why I've been doing it forever. We do need to remember the blues is a genre and not just sad. It has joy and comes from the heart. Thank you, Charlotte Taylor, for this episode of Blues Divas. Find me at Audio Chick Without the K on Instagram and Twitter and that handle.net. I can't wait to share what's next. That's the only way I can get deep, thinking through.